0: Good morning. I'm speaking today with Ariel Pinkerton. She's the co-artistic director of Fortune's Fool Theater, which is starting a really great project next week. Good morning, Ariel. Good morning, Emily. So what do you have uh, starting up at Fortune's Fool Theater next week? Well, we
1: originally had uh, a space at the Crane Theater booked for this time in the hopes that perhaps our pandemic would be under control. And this summer, we realized clearly that's not going to be the case. And so we had to pivot and think about how can we present theater in a COVID-safe environment? Mm -hmm. So what we are doing is a project called To Breed or Not to Breed. And what it is, is it's a series of monologues with individual artists or couples, if they live in the same household together, around the topic of parenting or not parenting. This includes everything from people who wanted children, who had children, who don't want them, who didn't have them, who adopted, placed a child, fathered a child, lost a child, so on and so forth. Tell me a little bit about how the idea started. Well, I am a storyteller um primarily at the Minnesota fringe. Uh starting in 2013, I began doing a series of storytelling shows um, that were a bunch of short stories, just all by me originally. And then in 2016, I helped curate a show called The Abortion Chronicles that did very, very well, in which I recruited uh people to send in me and we selected the most diverse voice, uh, voices and representations. Um, and ever since then, I've sort of thought a little bit about what about the other half of that coin. And so when we were trying to decide what we could do that would be safe in this time, this came to mind immediately. Um, not only because I think the topic is something every single person has thought about, whether yeah. they want to parent, whether they didn't want to parent, whether, oops, they parented and maybe they shouldn't have. You know, I think that no matter what, every single one of us thinks about this.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: it was also a really great opportunity to give a lot of work. Um, every week, it's a different six storytellers. So we have 18 plus people that will be performing. And we even have one playwright who is a wonderful playwright, but who did not want to perform at all. So she has somebody else performing (laughs) in her place. Okay. Um, And I just loved it as both a a safe uh, structure to use and something we're probably all thinking about right now. Parenting during COVID is incredibly difficult, Mm -hmm. Um, but so is being alone. And people might think, oh, I sort of wish I had a child in my life at this time. So I I think it kind of can go to both extremes, especially right now. So it just seemed like a really great format with which to do it. And also because, you know, we are going to have ticketed audience members, but if for any reason people aren't comfortable with the idea or simply can't make it, we are going to record each week. And when the show run is over, we're going to release it online for a suggested donation but That's people can fantastic. also watch it for free if they're if they're feeling tight because Lord knows we haven't gotten another stimulus. So if they can't afford it, we just want them to be able to have a piece of theater in their life too. Sure. So talk to me about how it'll work inside the theater then. Um, how it will work is that uh, for the audience, everybody will be temperatured right at the door. Um, if they have an unusual temperature, we're just going to say, I'm sorry, you're going to need to come back another night. Um, Even if it's just a little bit above, we're just not, we're not safe. We're not comfortable with that. Um, Masks are going to be required. Um, It's an 80 seat house. Uh, We're doing a maximum of 20 seats, but only selling 16 online in case there are a couple of walk-ups that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody will be asked to wear a mask for the entire length of the show, but we're running a pretty short show. It should be about 45 to 50 minutes. So if people don't even want to use the public bathroom, that's also completely understood. Um, We're going to have one bathroom for the audience and one bathroom for the artists, um, just to even further separate out any contact between anyone. Uh, The actors themselves will also be required to take their temperature. Um, If anybody is ill, Um, We will just exchange them for another week after they've had the chance to go and get a COVID test. Um, if it comes up positive, then we'll just remove them from the show, um, and give them an opportunity perhaps to record it. And we might be able to play it live. Uh, we do have one couple that is just a recording. Um, so if that is necessary, we can do that and then they don't have to lose their opportunity to perform, but it could also be that they just have a cold and they come up negative. So we can also just rearrange a little if needed. Um, and then they will all be masked, seated backstage at least you know six to ten feet apart, um, and they will come on stage, they will place a microphone cover on the microphone, they each have their own, um, they will take their mask off, they will tell their story, um, they will put their mask back on, they will take their cover and they will leave. And we have a, a live musician, so there will be plenty of time for the actor to get all the way off stage and then another one to enter. So there isn't even any contact happening backstage. Um, They'll get get applause right after their story is done. So they will basically be leaving the theater when they finish. We won't even do a curtain call.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how flexible you have to become in theater. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Well, you know, there are lots of people doing it other ways. There's another play, I believe, where both actors on stage are going to be wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, even before the, the governor was sending out, here are the requirements that you must follow, I was spending a lot of time listening to what people said would make them willing to go back to the theater. Because it doesn't even matter what the mandate is, people have personal feelings of safety. Yeah. And it it often goes above and beyond what the state protocol is. Um, For example, I work at a restaurant where we are only doing outside seating. We don't care that they say you can have a certain number of people indoors. We just aren't comfortable with it. And so I think it's really important to listen to your performers and to your audience um, in what they think will make them feel safe. So I just did a lot of listening to people's feedback and opinions, and talking with people about what we were going to do. Um, and I particularly spoke to people who were a little bit older and who were at higher risk. Sure. Um, to find out what would make them comfortable, because if we are making them feel safe, then that's a pretty good uh, indicator of what will feel safe for a large majority of people.
0: Yeah, I'm speaking with uh, Ariel Pinkerton. She is co-artistic director of Fortune's Fool Theater. They're starting a new production next week called To Breed or Not To Breed. Ariel, tell me about some of the performers. I know there are several, but if you don't mind just, uh, you know, talking about a, a couple of people that are a part of the project, that'd be
1: great. Sure. Well, I will say that the person that I feel the luckiest uh, to have gotten along, um, just based on my admiration of her as a playwright, is Sayamukta Vongse. Um, She's right now a resident with Theater um, Moo, and she is just astounding. And she was one of those where you just reach out and you go, I don't know if this person's going to want to do this. And they respond back and you go, I'm so lucky. Um, (laughs) Neat. So I'm super thrilled. And her piece is actually going to be performed by an actress named Jeannie Lander, who is also a theater artist. Um, So I'm super, super excited to have her. Um, But there's just a whole number of different kinds of artists and different storytellers that I'm really excited about. Um, Heidi Garrido, who has worked with me on the Abortion Chronicles and worked on a show at the Fringe with me called Have You Seen This Girl, who is not an actress, but I just keep making her be one. Um, She's a Chilean. She's a Chilean adoptee. Um, and her perspective on wanting to see her own self reflected in her children, I thought was incredibly touching, incredibly moving. Um, I, uh, theater favorite Linda Sue Anderson, who has worked for years and years and years at theater in the round, as well as many other places is performing with her husband, Tim Hammett, who does not perform at all. So it's quite a treat. Um, but they're particularly interesting because they had to perspectives and one of them kind of wanted children and the other knew they absolutely did not. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting conversation about how do you navigate that? Yeah. You know? And, and can you go on to have a successful marriage when the two of you feel differently? Sure. Um, because in contrast, uh, uh, Matthew Kesson, who has his own wonderful show called Reverend Matt's Monster Science, very, very funny, I highly recommend it, but his marriage ended because of their perspective, different perspective on children. Um, so I think those two, uh, in contrast are really beautiful as well. You know, we have a, a couple of people who have fathered children for others, some who have been very distant in the children's life, some who has sort of played a role of parent, even though they aren't raising the child, they still spend a lot of time with them and that sort of thing. Um... Uh, my father is doing a piece, which is really great, and I'm joining him on stage for that. Um, and I was very surprised um, at some of the things he said. You know, it, I've been very pleased with the number of uh, men and gender queer folks that we have involved in this. Um, I think very, very commonly people think of this as a women-only issue. Yeah. Um, and it's been really, really great um, to get the other perspectives on that. We have somebody who's pregnant right now. Um, we have somebody who is attempting to get pregnant and still deciding whether that's the right thing for them to be doing. Um, so it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful variety on a very difficult subject.
0: Sure,
1: sure. Um, Where can people learn more? Uh, they can go to org, and not only can they find the lineup. for show is performing every week, but there's a ticket link and there's a link to our two-page COVID safety. So if anything I missed in describing what we're doing for safety measures, they can find it there.
0: Wonderful. Ariel Pinkerton is co-artistic director of Fortune's Fool Theater. The new show, To Breed or Not to Breed, starts Wednesday, November 4th. Ariel, thank you so much for talking with us today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Emily.